What do you think of when you hear that a man is putting a woman on a pedestal? Welcome to episode 8 of the Full Armor of Game. I apologize if you listened to last episode and were expecting a different topic, but episode 8 is it's a little change up. We're going to be doing Stop Putting Women on a Pedestal. And I'm going to run through a presentation to give you a mindset shift that you can start to go through to start seeing women as equals so that you're not putting her on a pedestal subconsciously because us men are brainwashed by society and a lot of the things we do to treat women special, treat them different than we would treat other human beings. And what happens is if you're putting a woman on a pedestal, she will start to look down on you and start to slowly lose respect for you. And a woman cannot love a man unless she's looking up to that man and respects him. So anything that you're doing that's putting women on a pedestal, even subtly, you're just doing these subtle things that we're just programmed to do as men, that will actually make women lose more and more attraction for you as time goes on. And this one is, uh, like I said, a change up. I apologize for that. Zara and I, I have been having a hard time scheduling to get these things done. We both have busy schedules. We're in different time zones. So as of right now, I, Adam, am going to plan on making a podcast every week. Uh, of course, I'll try to have Zar, you know, collab on some of these if possible. But for now on, you can expect a podcast every week. It might just be me or when we can make it work, I'll get Zar in on this as well. And enjoy. We bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. We insult my queen. We threaten my people with slavery and death. Here we go. Um, stop putting women on a pedestal. Treat her like an equal. We got this whole equality thing here. This is going to be perfect. All the feminists are going to agree and have a wonderful time if they come across this presentation. Because it's all about treating women as equals, just like they wanted. And this mindset is going to help you guys if you start to fall into that chemical trap that uh, women can uh, put you through. To where you're not quite thinking clearly and you're doing things for her and you don't even know why. So here's the question again. Putting her on a pedestal. And so I'm just going to keep it really simple when I talk about putting a woman on a pedestal. It's... Simply giving a woman special treatment because she's a woman. Uh, you're doing things for her because she's a woman. And a lot of the things, <laughs> and I, I brought up, I think I have seven to go over, uh, situations to go over on this one. The whole idea is if you can train your mind um, to run it through a filtering system, the uh, then you can prevent yourself from doing let's just say stupid things for uh, for ladies. Okay, so here's the goal, guys, to stop putting her on a pedestal. By using this filter, treating her like an equal, okay? By using that filter, and we're gonna break this filter down a little bit, um, men will be able to make better choices around women. And when I say better choices, maybe I'll even say just more clear-headed choices. Uh, the fog can be lifted when you run scenarios through this filtering mechanism because we all know we can all sit here a million times and be like oh we could like bring up it we could bring up a story and be like oh look at this beta mon look what he did but we all know it's a little bit different when you're in the scenario sometimes you don't really see it happening to you other than all of a sudden hindsight's 2020 and after the fact you could look backwards and, and see it this way but when you're in the moment when you're in the bunker Sometimes this stuff uh, gets you. That's what women will do to us. 
Okay, so here's the mindset of treating her like an equal, and we have to start, um, this is gonna be the way that I'm gonna break it down, and if we can agree on this little um, breakdown, and then, then the rest will kind of make more sense. So if you think about in regards to women, just think about it this simply, okay? It takes two people to have sex, equal partners. Therefore, getting or giving sex is not special for one party over another. Now, this is a big mind hurdle for a lot of guys because just think about how a lot of us guys talk like, oh, did you score? Did you get lucky? So we use these phrases and what that does is that help that buys you into this fantasy world where um, when a when you have sex with a woman, it's her giving you something. She did something for you. So therefore, you have to do something for her in return. Uh, it's like the for some reason we are kind of trained in this mindset that if you have sex with a girl it's like well she you know she had sex with you so you better treat her right is in it's like this big gift that she is giving you but let's just go to you know the whole feminist ideology perfectly you know just treat her like an equal an absolute equal so if you think about an equal right man and woman both you need it takes two to tangle uh, to tango so if you can think about, if you just think about this filter, right, that sex in itself is something that both parties are contributing to, so therefore that's not a reward for you as the man. Just think of it completely equal, equality. And then we're going to run some scenarios that you'll see in day-to-day -day life that will help you see things a little more clearly when you really just boil it down to like, right, okay, if a girl, because that's what a lot of guys are, you know, talk about too. It's like the unwritten rule. If a guy marries a woman, right, he gets the exclusive access to sex with her. That's, again, this stereotype, this social conditioning that we all live into. And I'm just saying step back and just kind of ask why. Just think about that, right? Sex, you're giving it to her just as much as she's giving it to you. So let's start with that. And then here's the filtering mechanism. Um of treating her like an equal, equal. So think of like you're Superman, right? This is a superpower you're gonna be able to have. And you're gonna use your little x-ray vision thing. This is like your filter. So whenever you see a certain scenario, if you can try to remind yourself to put it through this filter of treat her like an equal, then you can just basically take a step back and just think logically. Because again, that gets us in the most trouble is guys around women is when we stop thinking logically and we start thinking emotionally. We get those emotions invested and then we start doing stupid stuff that we would never dream of doing if we were in our logical state of mind. And many common social scenarios seem ordinary, ones we're gonna talk about, until you question them, until you just ask like, wait a second, why? So using this filter of if she were a guy, would I still be doing this? Now I'm going to put an exception to this rule guys if you are starting to have sex with a woman no i'm not i'm not suggesting that you stop and go if she were a guy would i still be doing this no i'm not asking that part but just take all the other scenarios about putting a woman on a pedestal and if you use this filter if she were a guy would i still be doing this and then you think logically a lot of the times the answer is no and um i want to give a couple exceptions to the rule before we get going here in the sense that I hear some guys will say, um, I will never hold the door open for a woman. And guys go, never hold a door open for a woman. Now, here's where I talk about treating her like an equal. Again, if I'm walking somewhere and I see a door needs to be held, I'm going to hold the door open for whoever is behind me. Whether it's a kid, whether it's a, a you know an elderly person, a guy or a girl, that's just kind of how I was raised, right? So. I'm going to open the door for the whoever's right behind me. Just period. I'm not giving special treatment. It's not something, it's not where, you know, if you were a guy that doesn't do that, you just don't hold the door open for people. And then all of a sudden, a girl's there. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to hold the door open for a girl. See, again, you're treating her differently than just if she was an equal. So there are certain scenarios, same with like on the bus. If you're riding the bus, right? And a guy goes, well, I'm never going to give up my seat for a woman. Well, it's like, okay, if there's an older man or an older woman in my own life, then I'm going to give up that seat to that person just because respecting my elders. So there's those are the exceptions to the rule I'm talking about. Um, but now let's break down some, some, some scenarios here. Scenario one, 
meeting someone new okay so just think about the scenario of meeting someone brand new whether it's you know online dating or you just met some someone new at a networking event all right so if a woman says all right i expect a man to ask for my number i never text a guy first if he puts an effort maybe i'll agree to go out with him this is not a weird scenario for today's world a lot of women would go well i expect a man to ask for my number uh i never text a guy first i've heard many women say that if he puts in effort maybe i'll agree to go out with him especially think online dating this is kind of like the uh the mindset again that a lot of women go in with and a lot of guys just kind of accept it it's kind of like oh yeah okay yeah yeah okay yeah i gotta text her first i gotta do this i gotta show her i gotta put in effort i gotta show her that uh that you know she should go on a date with me all right, now put on your Superman, uh, <laughs> put on your Superman X-ray vision on this scenario of meeting someone new, meeting a brand new person. Okay, just think of you're meeting a brand new person and a man. You're meeting this new guy for the first time, and the guy comes up to you and you're like, "Oh, hey, man, what's up?" And he just goes, "Hey, by the way, you know, I expect a man to ask for my number. If you want to stay in contact, I expect you to ask for my number." And then if that same guy says to you, and he goes, and by the way, you know, um, I'm going to expect that you're going to text me first. I I'm not going to text you first. Like, you're going to text me first. And then he says to you, and by the way, if you put in a lot of effort, if you really show me that you're committed by, you know, um, putting in effort, then maybe I'll agree to go out and meet up with you. Okay, again, if you put that same filter, right? This is a, something that a lot of women have this uh, mentality and a lot of guys play along. Again, what are you doing? You're putting a woman on a pedestal. You're treating her completely different simply because she is a woman. And if you take that same scenario and you just go, okay, if a guy did that, a random guy I just met, and he just came up and he's like, dude, no, 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 you got to ask for my number. You got to text me first and then you got to put in effort and then I'll decide if I'm even willing to meet up with you. What would you do to that guy? Would you put up with that with a guy, a random guy you met? Or would you just be like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> okay, I'm never going to talk to you because that's really weird. I just met you. Why would you Why would you say something like that to me? You're not above me, right? You would think that way if it was a guy. But if it was a woman, think how many guys are cool with that. They're just like, yeah, okay, that's the way it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to pursue her. I got I to gotta show her that I'm putting effort in. That's just one of those big, you know, it's like one of those scenarios that when you step back and think about it, you're like, wait, wait a second. Why would I do all this just because she's a girl? Again, that goes back to you're changing your life. You're, you're treating her differently literally just because she's a girl versus if she was just a person. And, uh, you know, the reason I can say a lot of these things, too, is because like I tell you guys, I was such a blue pill simp. So a lot of stuff is more of just me hashing out what I used to do or used to think and then realizing that that was like a big downfall in my life. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, this is why, you know, that's what I used to do. Here's what I would do now instead because I used to do all of these things. Scenario two, getting dinner. Dinner scenario. Ordinary scenario. A woman says, if you want to get to know me, you have to take me out for dinner and drinks first. Again, not an uncommon scenario at all. This is, and us, most guys are just like, yeah, I roll with that. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, that's that's the dating game, right? That's how we think about it. If you want to get to know me, you have to take me out for dinner and drinks first. You got to show me that you earn some time with me. And most guys are like, yep, okay. Uh, where do you want to go? What restaurant do you want me to take you to? You're right. Me just spending time with you is so worth it because you're so amazing because you are a woman that, of course, whatever you say, let's go. I will happily take you out to dinner. Okay, scenario two. Same thing. Just put on the filter. Getting dinner. Filtered. Superman filter here. Just imagine, okay, a man saying to you, this new guy, new guy you you know meet at work or you, you bump into this guy at the bar. Yeah, you bump into this guy at the bar or something. Hey, man, how, how you doing? Oh, yeah, good. All right, cool. You guys are kind of vibing out. Maybe you guys like the same sports team. Oh, maybe a cool guy. And the guy goes, 
by the way, hey, if you want to get to know me, if you really want to sit down and hang out with me, he goes, you're going to have to take me out for drinks and dinner first. If you want to spend more time with me, if you want to be around my presence, you're going to have to take me out to dinner and drinks. Obviously, you're going to have to pay for my dinner. Obviously, you're going to have to pay for my drinks. Duh, because I'm just so amazing. But again, imagine that. Imagine men walking around with that mindset, another guy saying that to you. You would easily be like, dude, why? What have you done to make it? Why? Why should I? What, what is going to be, what do I get out of that scenario? What do I benefit from? And again, if you go back to uh, even with a guy and a girl, a lot of guys go, well, you know, that's part of the game to get sex and all that. But again, just step back. Why is sex a reward that she gives you? <laughs> like changing your mindset from all the way back to that level. And then you look at these things and you're like, wait a second, why would I do this? And the reason I'm telling you guys, this is not like a, it's also not like a, um, well, there's nothing to do with this mindset. I'm just going to do, you know, this is, it's not like an unreasonable mindset because when I tell you guys, when we talk about Chad and Tyrone and what they do and what they don't do for women, Chad and Tyrone have this type of mindset. They understand this stuff about women. They go, why would I just take you out to dinner just because you're a girl? Why don't you come over and bake me a dinner and show me how good of a cook you are? That again, that's the mindset that those guys have. And again, it's so different from like blue pill to like Chad and Tyrone mindset. But it's good to question these things because a lot of times, you know, when you think logically, it's like, wait a second, why why was I doing that? Why was I believing that just going to dinner with her, I was lucky to get to take her out to dinner? It just doesn't make sense when you think logically about that. Scenario three. Okay, living together. <laughs> a woman says, and I'm laughing because I'm just like picturing, you know, 50 million different online dating uh, profile bios I've seen in the last decade of women. You know, like, I expect the man in my life to pay rent and take care of my bills. Okay? There are a lot of, um, I'm not going to say a lot of women. I definitely know that there are women that don't have this mindset where they expect a man to take, you know, to pay her rent and take care of my bills. But surprisingly enough, there are a lot of women that have this mindset. The I expect a man to take care of me. I expect that he'll provide for me. So he better pay my rent. He's going to take care of my bills when we're living together. Okay. And a lot of guys are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because remember, it's kind of that traditional, um, society's traditional roles, which again, the traditional roles, um, I, I definitely see the merit in them. The problem is women want men to keep living onto the traditional roles while women have completely changed their role. So I don't buy into that game at all. So the fact that a lot of women keep these traditional social norms up, men, guys have to pay for every day. Uh, if you know, he better provide the house and all that stuff. He's going to pay for everything on me. But then they also have this feminist empowerment mentality as well, where, you know, they're empowered and they can do whatever they want. They don't need to check in with any man. They try to take both of those mindsets and that's not cool. So um, if a woman has this, you know, mindset, and again, a lot of women do, and a lot of guys are cool with it. A lot of guys are like, yeah, all right, I can, you know, that's fine. I, I got it. She is living with me. I like taking care of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, just if this scenario ever comes up in your life, <laughs> put on your Superman x-ray vision and uh, put this through your mind, okay? Just think of a man saying this to you, all right? Just imagine you, you meet a guy and he's like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate, all right? This guy's like, yeah, I'm looking to room with somebody, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, cool, yeah, maybe me too. I might look for a roommate too. And he goes, all right, cool, yeah. Hey, by the way, I expect my roommate to pay all my rent and to take care of my bills. And you're like, wait, what? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, you know, my roommate, I'm looking for a roommate that's going to pay all my rent and going to take care of all my bills. And you might go, okay, what What are you bringing to the table? What, <laughs> how would that be fair, right? If it's another guy, you could logically ask these questions. But a lot of guys with women, they don't ask these questions. And a woman's like, Duh, it's me. I'm bringing myself. You're lucky to be around me. Again, it goes back to that mindset of 
her just being a woman, you are lucky to be around her. That's pedestalization. So think about that the next time you feel pressured to provide the living space for a woman, which again, um, if you guys have followed me for a bit, you know that my feelings on living with a woman are don't do it. But um, if you're going to, I mean, really think about these things because this guy, you would be like, okay, if you're a roommate that expects another roommate to pay for everything for you and take care of all your bills, what are you bringing to the table? Why would he agree to that? What, what are you going to do? We don't ask these questions when it's women, but if it's another guy, you would ask those questions. You'd be like, well, that doesn't make sense that I would be doing this. It's because that little like love struck, uh, you know, the puppet master woman that when you're love struck, man, she can just pull these strings and you don't even think about it. You don't even question it. So scenario four with traveling and vacations. A woman says, I love to travel and it's important to me to find a man that can financially support my lifestyle. This should be, again, if you put on your filter, it would be like, how how would any how would any person how would any man have the balls to go around asking like, hey, I love to travel, and hey, ladies, it's important for me to find a, a woman that's going to financially support my lifestyle. Props to that man that that has that mindset. But this is a mindset that a lot of women have, <laughs> and again, uh, the reason why women have this mindset and we can get sucked into it is they have this confidence to roll with that mindset because. Women get all of their attention, their value so high when they're younger that because they have all the options on online dating, especially when they're in their young 20s, mid 20s, they get all these options that they get this inflated ego to the point where it's like literally true for them. It's like, well, if you're not going to support my lifestyle, well, I'll find another man that can. Um, so again, women live with this mindset because they're able to experience a lot of different men. Uh and a lot of men don't experience that moment. Most men don't experience that moment until they get older, until they have the resources and all that stuff. So women have this entitled mindset. I understand why they have it. But if this is something that you've ever ran into or you're thinking about, or, or you guys probably know, think about guys that you have uh, or friends that you have that they pay for all the vacations of the women they're with. Um, I know, and again, I gotta be careful with, how much I give away because I know certain people watch my channel, but uh, a lot of different guys in my life, like that's kind of the thing. It's like, oh yeah, they'll buy their girlfriend, their fiance, they're going to buy her plane ticket. They're going to buy the hotel room. They're going to provide all that. And it's not even a second question. So things like these vacations, all that, a lot of times women will get those fully paid for by a man. Now, take this same attitude, all right? Now, again, right, it's easy to go, okay, I can see why certain guys pay for it, but just think, put your filter on. <laughs> if this man comes up to you and he goes, hey, man, because I love to travel and it's so important to me to find a friend that can financially support my traveling lifestyle. All right, imagine you see this guy at the beach walking around and he's just like looking around for a new friend because that's what he's looking for. It's really important to me to find a friend that can financially support my lifestyle. Would you ever put up with that? Would you ever start a relationship, a friendship with a guy that had that mentality? Probably not. However, think of how many men start relationships with women that have this mindset, that those women have the mindset of if he, wouldn't, if he doesn't pay for my vacations and all that, well, he, he should. He's just lucky to be around me. A lot of guys get into relationships when that's a mindset and you would never do that if a random guy was like, hey, do you want to be my friend? And by the way, you know, because we're friends, I expect that you're going to pay for all of my travels, all of my vacations. Would you do that? Yeah, that's a good point. See, he's not offering the currency of sexual. See, th this is why we can go back and make, uh, and it's a good point. He's not offering the currency of sexual validation. That's the difference between him and a hot entitled girl. Exactly. Now, that's why this the mindset, if you can get yourself, and I, I'm telling you guys again, if there's Chad and Tyrone's in the audience, they know this is the mindset that they basically have. Maybe maybe they didn't 
weren't able to verbalize it, but once they hear it, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I would never just go out and pay for her just for her to be around me. So a lot of guys that you know have uh, good experiences around women, they do well with women, they have the opposite mindset, but a lot of the other guys have the mindset where it's like, yeah, it makes sense because she's going to give me sex. But again, that's why I started with uh, how important it is to understand that sex is not a gift that a woman gives you. It's sex is something that happens between a man and a woman, equal partners. Because if you ever start to believe that sex is a gift that a woman gives you, then you will start to work for sex. You will start to do things that you shouldn't have. You get in a relationship and then if she controls the sex, that's why marriages get to the point where the woman just can, you know, put sex over this guy's head like a carrot and she just makes him dance and do all these things to get sex because again that guy his core belief is that sex is something that she gives him if you can train your mind into and i know it's not that easy i'm just i'm trying to help jump speed um guys if you don't have that mindset yet because i for sure did not have this mindset when i first started out but if you can actually train your mindset to be like wait wait sex is an equal you know, it, it's from me and her to her to me. It's the same thing. It's equal. If you have that mindset, then all of this stuff about like, yeah, she's cute. So I understand why guys are doing it. All of that may, you know, it goes out the window because again, it's going, these two people are the same thing in that sense then, right? Because sex doesn't have that power over me. When you have that mindset, you don't get taken advantage of with women because they can never pull crap on you uh, and then just like use sex to get out of it. That That's another thing. Guys, I've heard this from women a lot when I talk to them and like they laugh about it. They know that this is a real thing. Um, I've heard of women that as soon as they get caught lying about something, as soon as they get caught doing something, maybe they ran up a credit card. Maybe they crashed their boyfriend's or husband's or fiance's car. I've literally heard women and they talk to each other like this where what do they do? They distract the man from being angry with sex. So they... They feel, they pretend like they're super sad. Oh, I'm crying. I'm so, oh, I can't believe I did that. I feel so bad. And then they they get the guy, they sleep with the guy and it's like a memory wipe. He forgets about it. That's a game plan women have. And again, that only works if you truly believe that sex is this gift and reward that she gives to you. But when you see it for what it is, an equal exchange between two people, uh, then those games don't get pulled over on you. All right, scenario five, texting. A woman says, when I text you, I know your phone is on is on you and, you and I expect a quick reply, okay? If a girl, and I'm thinking about this more, yeah, some girls will say this when you're just like meet, you know, dating in the dating stage and just casually dating. But if you have a girlfriend's wife, fiancés, this is especially true where a woman will say like she has rules like well i expect you know i know your phone is on you when i text you i know you see your phone and i know it's on you so i expect a quick reply you can give me a quick reply i'm your girlfriend i'm your wife i'm your fiance i deserve that you better you know text me back when i send you a text <laughs> uh and you know what a lot of guys easily just fall into this yeah oh yeah 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 i mean i <laughs> I know a lot of guys right now in the same the situations with the girlfriend, fiance, or wife, and they're more like, dude, I'm just going to do it because it's easier to send a text back right here checking in than to deal with her being angry and withholding sex from me, right? That Again, that's the mentality you'll have. I'd rather just succumb right now than put up with the storm she's going to um, give me later on for not texting her back quickly. And again, that guy is living in that mindset that sex is a reward that he gets from women. Because again, a lot of times those guys, eventually if they try to hold strong, they try to stand their ground, and the girl is just like, well, fine, you're sleeping on the couch. Fine, you're not going to get any for a bit. And then that's the, that's the thing that she always has over a guy. So again, when you, the quicker you can use sex is like, sex is not, that has no power over me then you won't fall into all these other traps like these guys that are literally just like dude it's e just it's easier for me to reply right now than to deal with this later on
because I don't want to have to deal with all of this crap. Okay, so just filter this. Think of this filter, all right? Think you meet a brand new guy, all right? A, a, a new guy you meet, and a man says, hey, when I text you, I know your phone's on you, and I expect a quick reply from you. Just think of one of your buddies said that to you. Now, not as like a joke, you know, not as like a one-time, like, dude, come on, text me back real quick. It's like if the guy like demands it, like, hey, I sent you a text. Why didn't you check in with me? I sent you a text. I expect, why didn't you reply really quickly? I know you had your phone on you. Imagine if a guy tried to play that game with you. You would be like, dude, get off my jock. You're annoying me. Chill out, man. You're needy. Get off of me. You wouldn't put up with that. Yet, when it becomes a woman, a lot of guys put up with that. And a lot of guys use that excuse of like, she's crazy. She's emotional, right? I don't understand her, so I'm just going to do this to get it over with. <laughs> and again, that's because women have this power over him and then he becomes screwed long term. But if you can trick yourself into this, like you feel guilty for not texting her back, that's another thing that guys will, you know, we'll talk about for a bit. Like a girl, maybe a guy slept with a girl and then he's like, okay, I feel really guilty that I didn't text her back. Or I feel really guilty I didn't send her a text out of the blue, like checking in on her. And I understand why we have this. I understand why it's social norms. But when I can like logically break it up and just be like, okay, well, all right, blah, blah, blah. If this guy in your life did this to you, would you still feel guilty? And he's like, no, not at all. Why do you feel guilty with a woman? Again, that's when you're treating a woman differently than you would treat someone else simply because she's a woman. That's part of putting a woman on a pedestal. Oh, guys, actually, this is a good time to pop in this side story. Uh, yesterday we had a, one of those like, um, zoom, uh, meetings. I don't know if you guys have done this with some buddies or some people do this at work. You have like a social, a happy hour where you're getting on video chat and, uh, you know, drinking some beers and just chatting, and catching up with people. So, uh, we had some buddies on last night and, uh, I asked a question and most of these men were married and I like laughed because, one of the guys was about to leave and he goes, <laughs> he goes, he's like, all right, I got to go guys. It's time to, uh, it's time for me to try to have sex with my wife and get, you know, turned down. It's about that time of the night. <laughs> like it was like a laughing. It was a joke that everybody laughed at, including me, because I understand the dynamics. A lot of the other guys that were married, totally just cracking up. Like, oh, we understand. We feel you. We get it. <laughs> Cause he's like, I, I got to sign up. I got to try. And then he mentioned that he's like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to start a spreadsheet. And I, I, I know that I saw other guys actually did this, that they tracked on a spreadsheet how many times they tried to have sex with their wife and she turned them down and what reason they gave. And then this guy even mentioned, he's like, yeah, it's about time for me to start the spreadsheet uh, of like marking every time he tries. And then for fun, I just, uh, I just asked the question. I was like, all right, married guys, you know, just a question for the single guy here. Uh, how often or how quickly after you got married did the sex dry up? <laughs> and a lot of the guys didn't really want to answer. You can kind of tell they were like kind of laughing, but like looking around at someone else to take the answer. And then a few of the guys got honest and were like, oh, uh, well, let's see. Uh, how long was the honeymoon? He's like, yeah, that sounds about right. After the seven days after the honeymoon. Yep. Or after the first 10 days of marriage. Yep. It, it dried up um, pretty big. But it was one of those things where all the guys like laughed at it because they knew it was true um, of one of those things that like once you get married, guys, like uh, that is the last hold, the last thing that you have to hold over a woman to keep her behaving well is the marriage thing. If you give her that, her incentive to behave well completely goes out the door. And since most guys are going into these relationships in a very emotional love sense, like I love her and it's very emotional, guys don't want to believe that. But when you look at it rationally or logically, it makes complete sense. That is her biggest bargaining power she has over most men her entire life. Again, if you're most men and you use like sex as a reward that a woman gives you, which is why if you can embody that mindset that sex has no power over you in that sense, um, this game can't be ran on you as well either. But think about that logically. 
the biggest thing she has from you is to get that commitment, that marriage. So once you give it to her, it doesn't get better. It will only get worse. A lot of guys go, man, we're in a rough spot right now. So getting married will get her off my back. That's all she's ever wanted. And it will finally be bliss. And any married guys here in the chat can probably um, speak to this, that it's that's not the way it goes. Once you get married, it doesn't mean there's nothing else she ever wants in the world because that's all she wanted. All it means is marriage was that monkey on her back that she finally got off her back. And now she's going to point out every little thing about you that she wants you to change because now she no longer has marriage to look forward to. So now she looks around at what else can she try to change in the relationship. <laughs> a woman says, if you don't take the time to call me every night before bed, you don't deserve me in your life. Now, she might not say it this plainly to a man, although a lot of women would be bold enough to say that, but you'll hear the same type of thing on female dating strategies. You know, if he's not going to call you every night to check in to show you who he cares, then he doesn't deserve you in his life. Um, I used to have this buddy, and I'm not kidding you guys. This is where when, um, I will give myself some credit when I was blue-pilled me. I was blue-pilled, but I would never ditch my buddies or friends for a girl. That was something that I was always just like bros before hoes. It was just one of those things where I, I just thought it was so gross when my buddies would just bail on their friends for a woman. So even though I was blue-pilled in a lot of senses, that was one thing I always had was like, I will never put a woman over my buddies. If I made plans with my buddies, I'm not going to bail on them to hang out with her, um, where a lot of guys would be opposite. You know, they're cool. We're going we're gonna to hang out and play some ping pong. We're going to do this or that. We got some, you know, we're going to have a movie night together with the boys. And a guy's like, oh, sorry, man. You know, so-and-so wanted to hang out. Hey, you know, that's how it goes. Right? She wanted to hang out. Sorry, guys. You understand, right? It's a girl. I bail on you. It's a girl. So that was an, a mindset a lot of guys had. But I had this one buddy that he would have to call her every day. Every day at some point, he would have to call her to check in. And there was this point where she was, uh, she was on vacation for two weeks, which, spoiler alert, we found out uh, probably a year and a half later that during this two-week vacation, specifically I'm talking about, that she cheated on my buddy here. But she was away for two weeks, and it was in the summer, and it was a time when um, I was like back from college. So my buddy would come over to my place like every day, and we were designing our own miniature golf course in, our back, in my backyard. <laughs> so we were spending every day uh, designing our own miniature golf course, and then what we would do is we would play, and we would bet for money on it, and we'd just play all day long. So much fun. Uh, we just love to gamble. So anyway, she was gone for two weeks on vacation and it got to the point where he came over to my place, I think four days in a row to build our course and to hang out. And he would call her every day. He would have to stop and give her a call each day to check in. And one of the times he called her and she asked where he was and he, she, he told her that he's at my place and she got all, she flipped out on him and got all mad. And he's like, what, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? You're not even here. She was in a different state, but she got so angry because she said, you would never spend five days in a row at my place, so I don't want you to go over to his house tomorrow. She gave him a rule, not only that he had to call her every day, she was out of state, he couldn't hang out with her, and because she thought that he would never spend five days in a row with her if she was in town, he could not come over for the next couple days because she didn't want him spending that much time with me simply because he would never do that with her. And he listened to her. He, uh, he played along with her little trap there. That kind of crap, man, oh, I just have no respect for that when that happens. But think about this idea of phone calls. And imagine this guy. <laughs> imagine you run into this, this, this uh, dude here uh, on the beach. And this guy goes, hey, you know, you guys are vibing. Oh, cool, man. What's up? And this guy goes, hey, you want to be friends? You want to hang out? I'm like, oh, all right, maybe. You seem like a cool guy. And then, you know, night one comes out where you guys exchange phone numbers. This dude, just, just a normal guy. And he says, hey, if you don't take the time to call me every night before bed, you don't deserve me as a friend in your life. You don't deserve me. You better call me every night before bed and check in. 
You, you have to call me to show me that you care. Okay? You would have zero tolerance for that. You would have zero, you would have zero, um, incentive to want to make this guy an actual friend. You would not want to be friends with this guy long term at all. However, if it's a girl, why do guys put up with this? Why do guys put up with this? You would not do that if this was a guy. If you treated her like an equal, you would not put up with this with this, some guy. But guys will put up with this with girls. And, it, and all they give is like the shrug of like, you understand, right? It's like that deer in a headlight, he, uh, headlights look. It's like, hey, you understand, man, right? And I, and I tell you guys this now. It's like with my buddies right now when we want to play Fortnite. <laughs> we got our squad ready to play. And we have a couple buddies that have fiancés that when the girl comes home, he immediately has to log off. Hey, I got to go. I, this is my last game. I got to go. Why? Well, blah, blah, blah. I got home. You understand, right? I'm just like, no, I don't understand. Because if I want to do this, I would do this. <laughs> I just don't understand. But yet, again, that's a lot of guys that go into that programming. It's the social conditioning. And I got, a lot of guys just accept this without questioning it. She says it. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But if a guy did it, you'd be like, no way. No way would I ever do that. Scenario seven, probably the most important one, the marriage contract. A woman says, if you really care about me, you'll sign a contract giving me legal rights to half of all your things if we ever have a falling out and or in parentheses, you know, or if I ever decide I want out. Now, this one, I'm obviously being a little, uh, she would never be this blunt with it. But the whole idea with the marriage contract where a lot of guys that, uh, when I say guys that even are like kind of against marriage and then they eventually got married. And that really is interesting to me because I'm always kind of like, okay, what made you finally do it? And a lot of guys say like, well, hey, you know, I knew it was really important to her. I knew that getting married was something that she really wanted to do. So I did this to make her happy because that's all she wanted and she's been a good girlfriend or whatever it is. And so, but if you think logically about this and you step back and you go, okay, well, why do you want to get married? Well, a lot of women will say, well, marriage shows that you're committed to me. It will make me feel better knowing that you're actually committed. Your love, you're, you're, you're telling the world that you love me. So again, and then a lot of guys fall into that. They kind of are like, okay, it makes sense. I know she really wants to be married. Everyone asks her, when are you going to get married? So I'm going to do that. But if you really stopped it back and asked a logical question, and if you're like, hey, if you truly love me, if you truly love me, then getting married or just having it on paper really shouldn't matter, should it? If you truly love me as a person, then the most important thing is that, you know, we spend every day together or we, we have this committed relationship, but if you truly love me, why do you need a marriage paper to signify that? Okay, if you thought logically, that would be the train of route you would go. But again, a lot of guys go, in a lot, and I understand why. Guys get pressure from both sides. Guys get pressure from guys, from women. Um, they get pressure about why haven't you proposed yet? Why haven't you asked her? Oh, you're so lucky to be with her. But if you really stopped and thought about it, if we were rock solid is a person, if she's so rock solid that I have no qualms about marrying her, well, think about that in a different perspective. If you were so rock solid that you have no worries that she's going to screw you over in divorce court, if you're that rock solid, then why do you even need to get married? If you're that rock solid, then not getting married, you should be totally fine. And she shouldn't have to worry because you guys are rock solid, right? But a lot of guys don't think and ask that logical question. So now think of session scenario seven, the marriage contract. Now think about this. All right. A business contract. Just imagine this, guys, with a man. Okay, imagine a guy says to you, hey, if you really care about me, you'll sign a contract, you'll sign a business contract with me, giving me legal rights to half of all of your things, half of everything you've worked for your entire life, if we ever have a falling out, or if I just decide I want out. And if you knew and you were about to sign a business contract with a guy, and you knew that if, if you guys had a falling out and you wanted to end the business, that that guy could go to court and that he would have 
a majority of people on his side just from the start. Again, in marriage court, <laughs> and a lot of guys will say, you know, after they've been through it, it's a lot more obvious. I've never been through it, so it wasn't obvious to me until I, you know, dug in more. But in marriage court, it's like with the woman, if you guys ever have a falling out, it's and know that also when you go into that court that everyone's going to take her side. Think about that. Would you ever get in a business contract with a guy and he's just like, hey, by the way, hey, dude, let's just decide, hey, let's just sign a little contract. Let's sign a friend agreement here that if anything ever happens and we decide we're not friends anymore, I can take half of all your things and most people in court are going to back me up. But if you sign this business contract, what you're doing is you're making me feel better. You're showing that you're committed to me. Would you ever logically be like, uh, okay, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, 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 sure, let's sign this contract. Let's do that. Yeah, guy to guy, yeah, yeah, okay, I trust you, we'll be fine. Why not? Why not? No, no guy would do that. Logically, no guy would do that. Yet, that is the same type of scenario that so many guys fall into that know, a lot of guys know that marriage is not a great deal for men. A lot of guys know this even if they don't know, know this, even if they haven't looked into it, even if they don't know the stats, even if they don't understand like Duluth law and all of that stuff, like how they don't understand how biased the courts are. They just know from hearing stories, eh, marriage is risky because she could divorce me and take half my things. A lot of guys know kind of deep down, but they're willing to do it anyway because they just get talked into it. Versus if you looked at this other scenario, you would never do it. You would never sign that up as a business contract because you would think logically about it. You'd think smart about it. But with women, we throw logic and reason out the window because she's a girl. And that has to do with putting her on a pedestal. You're treating her differently simply because she's a woman. No other thing could explain it. In conclusion here, in conclusion, treat her like an equal. Okay, use this filter, other than when you're actually have sex, having sex with her, you know, no homo. Use this filter of, if she were a guy, would I still be doing this? Would I still be putting up with this? Would I still be bending over backwards? Would I still be complying to this if this was just a guy? And if you answer that, if you ask that question and you answer that self going, no, I wouldn't do that, then don't do that with women. And... I'm telling you guys, not only is that a, a message for sanity, a message for safety, but that's also a message for success with women. And if you, the more you dig into basically anything, whether that's health, nutrition, whether that's dating, relationships, um, whatever in life you dig into, what you typically find is that whatever the mainstream narrative that most people talk about is, what you typically find is the best way to do things is pretty much counterintuitive to what everyone else tells you to do. Whatever the mainstream narrative it is, typically the best thing is counterintuitive to whatever you think it is. That's how much brainwashing that happens in all fields of things. So when we talk about this filter of if she were a guy, would I still be doing this? When I tell you guys what Chad and Tyrone do to get women to do things for them that women won't do for anyone else, Chad and Tyrone's mindset would be this and it would even be more tilted it would be because if you look at equality that's that's a lesson that's a step in the right direction for like blue-pilled simp men beta mon men step in the right direction is to go okay if this were a guy and i was just gonna think completely equal would i do this for him would i would i do this that's like the the first right step but then when you look into actual like biology and dynamics about what women actually find attractive then you find it actually tips even farther in the skill scale where um men know that they're the leaders and that women are the ones that should be working for them so even when i go equality that's like the first step well really when you really think about the actual relationship dynamic it should be woman working for man's attention because he's the prize and all that and i know we talk about that in different kind of senses but um, yeah, Chad and Dyrones will not only do this, uh, is this an equal? I wouldn't do that for them, but they even go even further and go, but also I understand that women should be working for my attention. I'm the leader, she's the follower. 
So it even goes a step further, but to get that baseline set for sure is like, would I be doing this if this was a guy? No, then I should not do this if it's a woman. And that is the end of episode eight. Stop putting women on a pedestal. Treat her like an equal. And you know, if you're a married guy out there, I know I can harp on marriage a little bit. I'm still going to be here trying to give you the best game advice. I just personally want to make all men aware of some of the complications that marriage can cause in today's day and age. And I mean that legally. I do honestly believe that having a two-parent household is the best for society and for raising children. I just think a lot of guys aren't aware of the legal system, divorce court, family court, until it's too late. So I want to always make sure that that is in the front of your mind as a guy. And then, of course, you can make whatever choice seems best for you in your own personal life. But there we go. That was the end of episode eight. Looking forward to episode nine. I will be putting together something to do with texting, how to have better text message game. Because in today's day and age, the phone is huge. Even if you're able to talk to a girl in person and be really smooth, what happens next? You exchange numbers or social media contact information, and now you're digital. And women use texting. Their phone is a way to weed out men now on who they want to see. So texting is a crucial, crucial uh point to have down in today's day and age in the dating game or even in relationships so we will be talking about texting on episode nine send me adam an email at support at textingprints.com if you have a question you want me to go over or certain topics that you want me to cover on this podcast and again i will try to get czar in here when we um when the timing works out and we can schedule something to collab but i want to make sure that we have something i can get you every single week so you might just be hearing my beautiful voice for a while look forward to some texting advice for you next week in episode nine take care Mm